Nights are long these days, but rumor has it they are shrinking. I think I can sense that, though I'm not quite sure. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. One of my favorite winter activities, while nearly impossible to definitively rank them, is ice skating. There is something magical about gliding effortlessly across smooth ice atop the cold steel of a skate blade. While this is glorious by day, by night on a full moon in winter, the skater feels enveloped in an otherworldly cloak. The air on these nights is often still with only the occasional chattering of leafless branches, the hoot of an owl, or the wailing of the ice expanding and contracting like a great breathing beast. But there is also something luminous about snow and ice which makes navigating by moonlight a special thing, and seems to be an instant cure to a bad case of the winter cabin nasties that we can get from being cooped up inside pining for warm summer days. But the luminous and reflective ice and snow isn't only scattered around the ground, on ledges, and in the trees— On cold, clear nights, almost imperceptible ice crystals will form high up in the atmosphere, creating arcs and halos of light around the glowing moon. To understand these unique atmospheric optics, there is an important thing to remember. Space is a very dark place. Sure, we have stars, such as our sun, that produce light, but with few exceptions, it's a cold, dark, and desolate vacuum. The moon, unlike the sun, is a very dark object. Though thanks to it being covered with light gray dust and its general proximity to Earth, the sun's rays that strike the surface of the moon are easily reflected towards Earth, illuminating us with a pale ghostly light. When the sky is obscured with clouds, the light we receive by way of the moon can be partially or mostly obscured. If the clouds are light enough and the moon full enough, the clouds themselves can appear luminous as they refract the light into a hazy, dull brightness. When the night sky is clear and exceptionally cold with extraordinarily thin atmospheric moisture, this moisture can freeze to create nearly microscopic floating crystals of ice. Individually, these crystals have no discernible effect on the quality of the moon's light, but en masse, at an appropriate density, the effect can be mystical and dazzling as the light that passes through these crystals is refracted, reflected, and focused in interesting and unique patterns across the sky, called moon halos. As the name would suggest, one of the most common types of moon halos is a perfect ring or halo around the moon. Due to the fairly predictable geometry of the ice crystals, most commonly, these halos appear in a 22-degree radius around the moon. As a side note here, often astronomers measure things in degrees of separation, with each end of the horizon being 180 degrees from the other. These halos can technically appear in any moon phase that produces enough light, but the brighter and fuller the moon, the more apparent the halo. The last two of the more common moon halos are circumzenithal arcs and supralateral arcs. The former produces what appears to be an upside-down, less colorful rainbow above the moon, often appearing directly above the observer's head. The supralateral arc is quite rare, but when it is visible, it is often in conjunction with a 22-degree halo. These arcs appear as a long, thin arc which seems to pierce the moon through the sides, or perhaps is radiated from either side of the moon. Halo or no halo, it is important to get outside in the winter months in the north to take in the fresh air and find peace in these darker days. So this weekend, if the night sky is clear in your area, you could try looking for an arc or halo around the moon. But bundle up, these January nights sure can be nippy. 
You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. Phonology.